what I looked like in my first YouTube video. <laughs> I love this shirt back in the day. Oh, this is even older. Epidemic. Ah, uh, no. Stay. Uh, I can't, I can't, I can't watch it. I'm sorry, I can't. It's, no. Look at that. Fucking handsome devil right there. <laughs> How did I survive my early streaming days? How old are my oldest followers? How old am I? How long have I been streaming for now? So, let's, when, here we go. This is basically when I started streaming. So I, I had 200 followers July 2015. Like, what was I doing when I had 12 followers? Was I streaming at this point? It's conceivably possible that all that time I was streaming um, Warcraft 3. I wish I could remember what I thought about streaming back then. What my goals were, what my aspirations were. I just don't remember. How was I able to sit there playing Warcraft 3? Really, I think when I first started streaming, I, I do what a lot of people do and I just played Warcraft 3 as I normally do it. And then if someone talked in chat, I talked to them. This is really old. There was only a very brief period where I didn't have a, a blue border. I look so different. I'm still at level 78. Look at huh, Crown, Mr. Riddles, Rigu Geek. Don't remember that person. So play the simplest, most boring mode ever. We're playing Naga with full darkness. Yeah. Look, look how when, okay, when I scroll I the screen, Maybe. you can't read any of the numbers. This bitrate is like 825. Uh, income inequality, which he is going to directly... I'm, I just immediately click Vincent <laughs> about politics. I was so much thinner there. Bye, gotta go racist piece of shit. Dark racist piece of shit, Viper88. You've, you've said that tons of times, Rigo. You've said you either, you're going and as well, you've also said that I'm a racist piece of shit. I'm not a racist piece of shit. I've changed, I have, but not a lot. Do I regret going to university? Now, that's an interesting question because clearly I have not, have not used my degree. I didn't get a job that required my degree, but at the same time, you know, the butterfly effect where uh, a, a small change in a complex system can lead to drastic changes, right? Or, or whatever. If I didn't go to university, if I didn't study, it's possible I wouldn't be where I am right now. I would say it's almost certain. I would have been influenced by different things, be doing different things, different burdens on my time or what have you. It's very unlikely that I would have gone down this exact same path that I, I've gone down. And I like my life right now. I've done done well for myself. And I'm, I'm very satisfied with what I do. So clearly, I like that I went to university. But I can't say that I'm using my degree in terms of what I do for a living. I did learn stuff in my degree that I value. It's probably shaped my views of different things in ways that I, I, I couldn't even make a direct connection to. But yeah, I'm not using my degree right now. You'll always have the degree. How valuable a degree is largely depends on when you got it. It's like the first two years after the degree, it's the most valuable. So I, I, I read that somewhere, I don't know. Certainly having a degree means that on your resume it says, I had my shit together for this many years to enable myself to follow rules and requirements and study and stuff to complete this course. And that usually speaks of your character, of your, your aptitude, of your capabilities, of your um, com committedness. Like, having a degree, regardless of what it is, suggests something good about you as a person when you're applying for a job. Did you actually learn, or is it just for the special paper? Oh, I actually, I definitely learned things, but the paper is what matters.
Steel and straw manning. I think the best way for you to understand each other each other's side is to present that side's opinion in a good way. It's called steel manning. Straw manning is when you intentionally represent an opponent's point of view in a weak or mis misrepresentative way and then knock that down as if you've knocked down the true argument uh, the true position that they have and when when case you haven't you know you're substituting the man for a straw representation of the man but steel manning is the opposite where you actively try as hard as you can to present the opponent's point of view in the best light possible with the best arguments possible uh, maybe even presenting it better than themselves it's it's like an honest person does but it's often hard to do because it's both disadvantageous to more time-consuming, and people still probably call you a lying, lying fraud regardless of what you say. But you know, why would you still man an opponent's point of view? It's it's to possibly avoid any criticism after the fact of misrepresenting things. You put forth their arguments so strongly that they can't have a comeback. You entirely destroy their point of view in its strongest form. But it's hard because we're all biased to actually present the opponent's point of point of view in the strongest way. And you may not even know what that is, you know? It, it takes a lot of more active effort. And I'm a bit jaded. I personally think people will still call you a lying fraud, regardless of how you present your opponent's point of view. But I suppose less people will, right? There's a, there's a definite advantage to doing it. It just takes a lot of effort. The difficulty in criticizing other YouTubers at any size. I want to talk about my experiences with criticizing other content creators. Because, like, you'd think in an ideal world, YouTubers would effectively self-regulate. But it, uh, it can't really happen. Because there's two competing sentiments in regards to criticism of YouTubers that directly, uh, well, it squeezes out any uh, ability, ability for you to make content without ha giving people an, e an easy out. What I mean by this is, if you're a smaller content creator, criticizing a larger, you're doing it for clout. If you're a larger content creator, criticizing a smaller content creator, you're punching down. You know, you're sending your uh, hordes of viewers to beat up on this tiny little content creator, right? You can't really criticize another YouTuber as a YouTuber um, without it being easily dismissible by, by those who have no interest in, in any kind of discourse. It's annoying, but obviously not surprising, you know? How many arms does the average person have? Did you know that the human average amount of arms is less than two, meaning most people are above average? These are the facts I don't want you to know. I'm sick of hearing that thing, man. You don't calculate an average that way. Outliers don't count. To calculate an average like that, you'd use a median or you'd remove the outliers. In a situation where you use whole numbers, either the average is one or two. There is no in-between there. You'll quickly, you'll quickly find doing an analysis that the people who have one representing 0.001% of the population are outliers. It is clearly not the norm to have less than two arms. In the same way, if you want to determine the average amount of Yu-Gi-Oh cards 10 people have, and one person has 100 and everyone else has none, the, the average is still zero. If you do a mean, and you, what, what would you get yourself? 10? That's clearly not the average. The average person in the group will have zero. Saying it's 10 is not accurate. If you walk up and ask a person, how many Yu-Gi-Oh cards do you have? Sure, they're gonna say zero. Or, or the overwhelming majority of the time. So you exclude the outlier. Because if you, if you based your predictions of your involvement with people based on the average without removing the outlier, 
you'll have poor expectations for the future. You do statistics so you can better predict the future. If, if you do a test of the entire population and you find yourself having, and it says, you know, the average person has less than two arms and you move forward with that prediction, you're gonna go, oh, you have two arms. Huh, here I was thinking the average person had less than two arms. Oh, you again, two arms again. What are the odds? Two people beating the average. Three, three people beating the average. Oh my God. Finding flaws in your own reasoning. How does one find fallacies in their thinking? Just reflecting upon your reasoning as to why you actually believe something. Try and think of reasons why you could be wrong and what reason you have to believe that what you believe is more likely to be correct than the alternative. I don't know. I have no evidence that I am better than anyone else at finding fallacies in my own beliefs or reasoning. For all I know, everything I believe is based on fallacy, but I'm just too too biased to see it. I do not claim to be any more or less flawed than the average person. I feel as though I'm not, but I'm sure most people feel that way. I just try not to make grandiose claims or claims of complete certainty, and I try to always second guess myself where appropriate. Random commenter calls me out. I saw this uh, comment on Swag this video where they're like, I think that Dark Viper guy is an asshole. He yelled at me because I showed him a mod. It's just some comment, probably got, got no upvotes, whatever. I just, I happened to see it because of a new comment. And I, I type it, I'm like, look, I'm no Dark Viper fanboy. In fact, I hate that guy. He's a bit of a prick. But I think there's more to this story than you're letting on. <laughs> Hey baby, you looking for a <laughs> <Just> window shot. <laughs> I don't know why I find that so funny. I don't think anyone's gonna see my response, but I just chuckled to myself. <laughs> I have no idea who that guy is. I don't know what the guy's talking about, but uh, I just find that very funny. Okay. <clears throat> my opinion on the GTA 6 trailer. What do I think of the GTA 6 trailer? I think it's pretty good. I think Rockstar was kind of a bit more flashy than they needed to be. But uh, I think it was a good, good trailer. Pretty excited. Just so you know, guys, I am lying. There is no GTA 6 trailer. Do not be excited. Some dipshit in chat just uh, was trying to bamboozle me. You can't just fake, oh, a GTA 6 trailer released, right? Because I like I could be asleep and like birds would know of my association with GTA and would be crashing into my window of their own volition to communicate to me that the GTA 6 trailer has dropped. I will be one of the first people to know. I will get literally thousands of messages from all over the planet. People who don't, like, people who don't even know who I am, don't even speak my language, will just be somehow, just by force of the universe, compelled to communicate to me in their language that G the GTA 6 trailers drops. You can't just be one lone guy attempting to convince me the trailers drops in my chat. Have you seen the trailer? Do you know who I am? <laughs> the trailer drops, light the beacon. <laughs> My first stream sponsorships. I have done exactly one thing related to NVIDIA, and that was uh, an NVIDIA Fortnite tournament back in the day. And they didn't pay me for months. I think I got paid 700 USD to be in two tournaments. And I only had like a couple hundred viewers. Easily the biggest payday I had back then. And they definitely overpaid. Oh, I thought it was pretty good back then. Really? You want me in Fortnite times? I'm like, I'm like, why? I'm not even that good at Fortnite, but okay. If that's what you want, I will happily take your money. 
some of the sponsors that I had in the early days of uh, streaming, I think gave me a distorted perception as to how much I was actually worth on the market. Like I did a Lord's Mobile sponsorship just for the stream. And a, what's the other one? I didn't like it as much. The Clash Mobile or something. Like it's, um, it's also made by the same people who make Lord's Mobile. Like Lord's Mobile, I quite enjoy it. And it was a little bit involved because I played it for like a week or two before I actually did the stream. Where I showcased it on stream. And uh, I had a little guild with my uh, my viewers and it was quite fun. But uh, they paid me like 500 USD, I think, for both sponsorships, which was just an hour of playing it on stream. I only had a couple hundred viewers. They made me a hundred, not even 200 viewers. They, I was definitely not worth that money. But I was like the first person they ever sponsored or something. And I'm sure to a, a mobile company, it's just like 500 bucks. Yeah, okay, whatever. I have that in my back pocket. I heard the the next person that they tried to advertise uh, to, to, to sponsor, they contacted me and they told me what they were getting offered. And it was way lower than what I got offered. GTA 6 Leaks and Discussion Podcast. I was watching more of the offline TV podcast, which was li literally just three friends and like some guest. I guess they're kind of friends with, just talking. There were a lot of lulls in the conversation where they had to actively work to think up something new to talk about and stuff. There didn't seem to be any real plans for discussion topics, and they just talked for two hours. And then they released it unedited on YouTube. And I was I was just like, this, this should be something I'm doing, but I need to find at least two other people I have some rapport with. It just seems like such free, easy content. Really, I just need someone else who's doing a podcast like that, that I can just be a guest on, or just, just be on permanently. So there's no work on my part. What would I call my podcast? <laughs> Vipercast. <laughs> Terrible. Terrible. How about I just call it GTA 6 Leaks and Discussion? I'm sure people will be very interested in such a topic. Oh yeah. Modest Pelican's um, group is called Sons of Virgins, and I find that very funny. I think it was a very creative name. I wonder where he got it from or what inspired him to make that name. Is there still enough content in GTA 5 to last me the next few years? Do I think there's enough content in GTA 5 to last me t for years to come? Oh, absolutely. It's just a question of whether people would want to watch it for years to come. You gotta understand, like, at any given time, I could dig back and look for mods that, you know, were popular years ago and make a video on that. And people will be like, oh yeah, I remember that mod, yeah, that mod was popular all those years, but oh, I remember uh, Dark Viper's doing it now, oh, you know. Like, there is effectively limitless stuff that I can do, especially because I can get back into speedrunning and stuff. Because really, GTA 5 is just kind of like a platform for me to throw my personality, personality at it. And it generally makes pretty decent content, you know. I've also been on the record saying many times that you could effectively re-release the same video like every three years and people either wouldn't notice or your audience would have changed so much in that time that you'd be effectively giving that content to an entirely new audience, right? What I'm saying is, yeah, I'm, I'm far from being out of ideas. Whether I want to keep doing this for, you know, the next two, three years or something, I, who knows, but I, I kind of do. I want to get back into speedrunning. In my mind, it's less of a question of whether I can make content. I think I'll always be able to make content. It's more if the audience will still be around in two to three years.
Do I believe Twitch will ever increase their bitrate? Currently the max is 8K and I stream at 900p because 8K looks better at 900p rather than 1080p. Why am I streaming at 900p? Because I don't like numbers that have four digits. Hate them, they scare me. Would Twitch ever increase their bitrate? I don't know. Honestly, I think, like, I, I don't know why they'd ever go above 12K. So the, the most common resolution people will watch content at is 1080p. And so you should be meeting the requirements to have 1080p look good, which is 12K bitrate. Either Twitch has stuff on their backend that suggests, you know, not enough people have the bandwidth to be able to watch 1080p at 12K bitrate, or that not enough people use 1080p at all, uh, or they just don't want to spend the money because they don't believe it will bring in new, new viewers and stuff or, or whatever. More than 900p is not needed? Nah, 1080p does look better than 900p. But only if the bitrate's right. Plus, like, you never want to have bitrates so high that you drive away a portion of your audience because they can't watch. But that should never really happen because the default is auto, and so the, the system should just change the stream to what you can deal with, right? Speedrun difficulty decreasing my chat interactivity. I feel like my speedruns are potentially less interesting than they used to be. Because back in the day, like on drives like this, I could just be chatting it up with you guys, reading chat. But now I actually have to watch the road at every point for all these breakers. My chat interactivity has gone down astronomically since the old days. And it's gonna get even more boring, guys, as I become a master again at never making mistakes in my speedruns. There'd be nothing to show in how this even ended. My sister's horrible crime with my Pokemon Red game. Oh, dude, you, you have no idea. My, my sister, she borrowed my Pokemon Red and she uh, deleted my uh, save file. Like, it was my first game of it. I, I don't know how much I'd... Like, I can't remember how much I finished of it. Or if I'd finished the game or not, but she deleted it. I was so mad. You have no idea. Even, even my mother, who didn't really understand what my save file meant to me, saw how distressed I was and, and punished my sister for it. Getting Mew from my neighbor. My friend went to a... He went to a convention and he paid like 10 bucks or something to get a Mew on his game. And he uh, he used the, the trade duplicate thing to give me a Mew. I was so sad when he moved away. I remember... I remember my mum being like, um... Oh, I've set set I've set up so you can go over the neighbor's place to uh, to meet their son or whatever. I'm like, oh, I, I don't want to go over and play with some ki some other kid I don't know. And she's like, oh, you'll be fine. I went over there, and I was a sh like a shy kid who you know didn't really make friends very well. And and Daniel Myers was just like, hey man, how's it going? Like he treated me like we'd been friends for like a decade. And he's like, oh man, come come play Turok with us. I'm like, what what the what the hell is Turok? And Churok was some shooter game on uh, N64. It was so fun, dude. So fun. I'm not sure if this memory is true, but I remember being confused as to why he was treating me so kindly that I was almost convinced that we had met before because I just had never experienced a random stranger being that kind to me before. Like, I have so few memories of being a kid, but I remember the times I spent with Daniel Myers, man. I remember when he introduced me to chicken salt. Chicken salt is fucking delicious. I don't still know him, no. He, he had to move to Queensland, and I cried that day. I still remember how sad I was. Unofficial fan accounts. There is currently a fan account on Twitter that I see sometimes, right? 
Whenever I see a fan account, I th I'm flattered, but at the same time, it just feels like such a waste of time being a fan to that degree of anyone's content, including mine. As a flattering, but surely there's other things you could be doing with your time that would be more entertaining or more productive. Like, I'm not saying you always have to be productive in your life, but surely you can get more value out of, you know, watching or engaging with other content as opposed to maintaining some sort of a fan account on some platform. Like, I don't understand the mentality behind creating that. I can understand the mentality behind making content, like, and posting on Reddit or something in celebration of someone else's content or whatever, parodies or you know, remix or whatever the hell, the, the, all that stuff that people make, arts and stuff. But just the the maintaining of a fan account on like Twitter or something, I don't understand that mentality. I'm not offended by it. For what re for reasons outside of my understanding, people find some satisfaction in that. All power to them. But, you know. Be sure to like and subscribe. Also leave a comment if you have something on your mind. My feed gives them to me from all over my channel. It doesn't matter how old the video is.